0: Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study.
1: Thank God for friends and family, and both are provisions from our wonderful Heavenly Father. And isn't it great uh, when the friends are family? I mean by that, when the people that God has given you as friends are also brothers and sisters in Christ, members of the family of God. What an encouragement. We're in Acts 28. Paul is nearing the end, but that's not a sad thing. No, he's ending with joy exactly like he intended to for many reasons. First of all, he has the care of God. We saw that in the opening verses of Acts 28, God's provision and protection. He has the availability of prayer. He's still praying, and God's still answering his prayers. I find this fascinating Paul, at this point, is not having lots of opportunities to preach. Now, no doubt he's preaching along the way as he goes witnessing, and God's going to use him when he gets to Rome. Uh, but his missionary journeys have been limited. His public appearances are down to, to none, and yet he's still involved in the greatest work of all, and that is the work of prayer. You can pray, and God will hear and answer your prayers. But then there's a third thing that we come to today, beginning in verse number 11, and that is the encouragement of friends. One of the most encouraging things God ever does is He gives you people who hold you up in prayer, who speak a good word, who come alongside you and strengthen your hands in God. Everybody needs friends and family. Listen, beginning in Acts chapter 28 and verse number 11. And after three months, we departed in a ship of Alexandria, which had wintered in the isle, whose sign was Castor and Pollux. And landing at Syracuse, we tarried there three days. And from thence we fetched a compass and came to Regium, and after one day the south wind blew, and we came the next day to Petuli, where we found brethren. Now that's the first hint you have. We found brethren. Let me just remind you, God always has his people. I was in a place, an out-of-the-way place recently, preaching a place I'd never been before. I didn't really know anyone, but I was so thrilled when I got there. I met fellow family members, and what fellowship we had together. God always has his people. The Bible says where we found brethren and were desired to tarry with them seven days, and so we went toward Rome. And from thence, when the brethren heard of us, they came to meet us as far as Apiphorum and the three taverns, whom, when Paul saw, he thanked God and took courage. And when we came to Rome, the centurion delivered the prisoners to the captain of the guard, but Paul was suffered to dwell by himself with a soldier that kept him. So Paul has lots of alone time. He has lots of time where he's just with a soldier, no doubt witnessing to those soldiers. But there are these moments along even this journey in captivity where God puts friends across his path. For example, in verse number 14, he's allowed to stay with friends, with family members, fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, He stays with them for seven days. Now, don't you know those seven days did his heart good? Don't you know that put fresh courage and confidence in him, reminded him he's not alone and people are praying? Then when you come to verse number 15, a group of brethren came to where he was to meet him. And this is really interesting. If you study the the Bible geography here, uh, they came as far as Apiphorum. Apiphorum was 51 miles from where he was. And they came from the three taverns. That was about 28 miles from where he was. So imagine brethren coming on foot 51 miles and 28 miles respectively just to see him, just to speak to him. Don't you know that was a great encouragement? By the way, if you want to be an encouragement, sometimes you've got to go out of your way. Sometimes you've got to get out of your comfort zone and you've got to go above and beyond, do what Jesus said, go the second mile. And uh, when you go the second mile, or in this case, 51 miles or 28 miles, God may use you to be a great encouragement and blessing. I think there's a whole world of people waiting for encouragement right now. And here would be my challenge, be an encouragement. Uh, You you don't get what you want, you get what you are. Do you need some encouragement today? Be an encourager. Uh, Do you need a friend? Be a friend. Be what you want. And God will use you, and then God will use other people in your life. That's the beauty of the family of God. That's the beauty of the brethren. Uh, That is the joy and thrill of Christian friendship and fellowship. It brings fresh courage to all of our hearts. Uh, So let me give you a couple of applications straight from uh, the text here today. The first is, thank God. The Bible says when he saw these friends, he he thanked God. We'll come back to this phrase later, but... As you see the work of the Lord advancing, as you have fellowship with God's people, as the Lord shows you kindness, don't take that for granted. Sometimes we don't appreciate people until they're gone. We're not really grateful for uh, the Lord's kindnesses until suddenly we're removed from them. So be a person of gratitude today. Thank the Lord. And worship will put fresh courage in you. That's why there's a divine order here. He thanked God and took courage When you begin to praise God and thank God and dwell on the goodness of God and stop just talking about how difficult times are and how bad you have it and you start thinking on the Lord's mercies and grace, it will put that fresh confidence and courage into you. Thank God today for the friends, the encouragement of friends and family. I'll tell you what it is. It's a little taste of heaven. That's what it is. When you have fellowship with God's people, when you have a kindness shown to you, when you have Uh, some good friend that you can talk to and pray with at your hardest time. What you're getting there is a little taste of what we're going to enjoy perfectly when we get to heaven. Isn't it going to be glorious? Oh, praise the Lord for friends and family. And then the second application, we should do not only what Paul did in thanking God, but we then should take courage. And I love that word take. It's a purposeful word. It doesn't mean simply that there was a change of emotion. It means that he makes a conscious decision that he's going to believe God, trust God, and just keep moving forward. You never know what one kind word will do, what one kind act can put into someone. Uh, But at some point, you have to choose it. God has his people. We're a part of something bigger than ourselves. The Lord is with you on the journey. The Lord is meeting you all along the way. He's not finished with you. So take courage. Uh, That's the root of the word encouragement, fresh courage in you. Now, this is a day where so many Christians seem to be cowardly and hesitant and tentative and bashful and shy and timid. Friend, let's be bold again. Let's thank God for His goodness, and let's take courage in His provision for us, and let's just keep pressing forward, even as we near the end. Huh? I want to connect something in your thinking as we close our study today. If you go back one page in your Bible, chapter number 27. I I mentioned this just briefly in a previous study, but on this same journey in another place, Acts 27 verse 3, the Bible says that Paul was, was given this courtesy and given liberty to go unto his friends to refresh himself. Connect Acts 27 3 to Acts 28 and verse 15. Because when you spend time with the friends, When you spend time with the members of the family of God, the friends and the family, it will refresh your soul. Slow down. Uh, Our pace sometimes is just too much. We take more on us than what we should. Slow down long enough to look around you at the people God has graciously given you, friends and family. Thank God for every one of them. Thank them while you're at it. And then take courage in this. You are not alone. Uh, Dear prophet, You are not standing alone. God has 7,000 more that haven't bowed the knee to Baal. (laughs) That's a lesson we all need. It's a reminder and refreshing that the great Apostle Paul needed, and if he needed it, we certainly need it. As we near the end, rejoice in the care of God, the availability of prayer, and then the encouragement of friends.
0: Though no more Scripture is being written, The story of the furtherance of the gospel is being written at this very moment, and we get to be part of that story. The heart of our Savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before he ascended in Acts 1. Will you get in on what God is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the gospel? This is why enjoying the journey exists to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel. Whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website, Scott and all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team are passionate about people coming to know Christ as Savior. We pray that you truly will enjoy the journey, but we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following Christ.